This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, our cult, our interplanetary cult leader, Ryan Nelson. Justin, and I'm glad you brought up cults because no matter what the genre is, it always goes back to cults, doesn't it? It It seems to always go back to a cult. And this show definitely goes back to a cult. So uh, if you have been listening to the podcast since we started it back in January, thank you for continuing to listen and making us part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the about the final four episodes of the first season of Amazon Prime show Night Sky. If you are a new or regular and would like more access to the show visit our patreon page and become a patron of the main attraction podcast go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get patreon only content you can support us at a three five ten or twenty dollar level when you join up we'll shout you out here on the show if you can't be a patron, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do write us a review over there, we will read it on air next time we record. All right, so this is the second half of Night Sky. One of the things that we talked about was we thought that you really couldn't get a real good handle on just how good or how bad this this type of a show was until we got the whole thing. I think that definitely rings true for this show. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think so. And we got the whole thing and I got to say, I thought it was good. I really enjoyed it. I did too. The second half of this, this show I thought was, look, the first half was good, but I thought the second half was, was quite a bit better. I don't know what you thought, but I thought I was yeah, much I more too. engaged. I was much more entertained throughout the course of the second half than I was the first half. It felt like the first half was doing a lot of building and the second half was paying off a lot of what they built in those first four episodes. Yeah. I, I like the, the, the comment paying off uh, really really rings true and i thought uh, sissy spacek really stood out in these last four episodes especially when you got the backstory Mm -hmm. of their son died and just the grief that she had had through that and you know her relationship with the granddaughter i thought i thought i thought these were the strongest episodes for her for sure yeah they, they definitely were I thought she really stood out. I thought, I mean, the the main cast, which would be, I guess, Sissy Stasek, uh, the guy that was playing uh, Jude. I don't remember what his name is. Let me pull it back uh, up. It down. Uh, he is Chai Hansen. Yeah, Chai which, Hansen. Which my friend, uh, Andrew Deck, who listened to our first podcast, he felt the same we did about uh, this guy looks familiar. It's because he looks like Kid Harrington. Oh, yeah. He kind of does, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. So okay. I was like, that's exactly what it is. We, we, we thought we were looking at Jon Snow. <laughs> yeah, he does. Now that you mentioned that, I, I did not put those two together, but he really does look like uh, Kid Harrington from, from Game of Thrones. So, yeah, I can definitely see that. But uh, but those two, J.K. Simmons doing a great job. Uh, Kaya or Kia McKiernan as Denise was good. Adam uh, Bartley. Do I, yeah, Adam Bartley. Adam, I loved his character in the second I did half. Too. 
I didn't yeah. really like him in the first half and the second half. I really loved him. Um, you had the Stella and Tony. They were, oh, yeah, they were great. They were great. So you've got a lot of really good performances coming through in the second half of the show. And you have just a much more engaging story, at least I thought. So like, like I said, it's just a, the, this show in general is a slow burn. And while I was very much wanting to watch the next episode, as I was finishing each one, the, during the first half of the show when i was watching the second half i was like because i was kind of thinking i might break it up over two or three days since i was out of school i was like i'll just you know i'll do maybe one or two episodes a day until we get to to when we record and i was on wednesday when i started it the second half back up i was like nope i'm watching this whole thing <laughs> yeah and i was gonna say we need to shout out sonia Walger. i guess is how you say her name who was uh, i don't even know what her character's name was the the lady the fallen the the fallen world person oh, the yeah, lady Hannah. from lost yeah, yeah Hannah the the lady from lost and for all mankind she was really good and that was that was when you saw her I was like all right now yes. now mm-hmm. we're gonna pick things when you knew she was gonna be involved in something when they bring her on yeah the and moment so she I was saw, on, the moment I saw her I was like okay she's gonna have something to do in this story even though it kind of looked like for a second she wasn't but then when she opens that little hidden door it's like okay yeah that makes yeah. more sense. <laughs> You knew, you knew they were bringing Penny on for something. Yeah, but, uh, you, she you she was that. she was really good too. Yeah, they were. She was really good. They, the whole cast is just spectacular in the show. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed what they were doing. But let's just talk about more. I guess about the story. the The fifth episode was a little bit more of a continuation of the first four episodes. We're really getting an idea of the relationship between between Stella and what is the name of that the guy uh the guy that she was oh nick nick thank you so we're, we're getting that relationship and how you can tell you could tell the moment we first met these two and saw these two interacting in episode four she wasn't just the biggest fan but we really see that in episode yeah. five she does not like him she doesn't like the way he operates she doesn't like the way he goes about his job. Uh, he's a he's a screw up, according to her. He's a loose uh, cannon. Yeah, loose cannon. And you know, we really get a sense of that when he's showing her whatever it was that he was showing, about, like levitating something to yeah. a to a to a hooker. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's probably not the best plan, but it, it seems to be emblematic of his character, at least from what we're learning from Stella. Yeah. Yeah, he was, like I said, a loose cannon, a wild card, and she wanted to eliminate him to, to make sure they get their plan done because she, she has her daughter with her now. Yeah. And so she's got to be even more protective. Yeah, she and does. Smart. And smart. Yeah, and she does, and she doesn't really want – I mean, it's like – she wants to have her family's legacy passed on to her daughter, but she knows what that means. So she's really torn in how to handle this between what her life is like and what it means for her daughter. And so, and, and she struggles with this throughout the course of the entire first season. And she does a really good job. Uh, Julieta Zilberberg, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. She does a really good job of, just showing that struggle throughout the entire course of, of the season. And I'll be interested, assuming we get a second season of this, I'll be interested to see what they continue to do with that, with that character and how they continue to bring that relationship along in the second season. Yeah. I'm interested in that too, because 
my hope is that they team up with Hannah and the fallen world and go right. after the guardians. Because uh, I think like you mentioned, you can tell she kind of wants to get out, even though she feels this connection because it's her family's right legacy, which uh, what a horrible thing to have. That's <laughs> your uh, famous legacy. Yeah. yeah. But you know, also like you mentioned, she, she really d- does not want to bring her daughter in. No, she, she does not. She wants to, her to be an outsider, to be left on the outside. And, to, but like I said, I think she wants something from her family's legacy to go to her daughter, but yeah. it's, it's just so she's being so torn and she doesn't really know how to handle it. And she eventually makes the decision that we, I mean, we honestly, we all saw that coming that she would eventually turn on, on who we find out is Cornelius by the end of the, of the season. Yes. So, uh but yeah this like i said the fifth episode is a little bit more of that continuation you don't really see uh, a whole lot in terms of major plot points going forward you, you really well, isn't start- that where isn't that where jude mentions the word cult i think you're right i think that's when she he was talking to denise so i think you're right because I, I, I think that's the only like we hear it that one time yeah, because she asked where he came from. And he says, I escaped from an occult. And she kind of yeah. laughs it off, thinking it's a joke. And no, he's serious. <laughs> uh, so, and that was, that, was the, that was the point where I was like, oh, I bet the people who watched this whole thing and listened to us last time was like, it's a cult, you idiots. <laughs> yeah. There's I not was, even so far. I will say this. We were right about one thing. Because when we said that scene in episode four where he's having that flashback to where he was being chased it looked like it was on the planet yes we it did. was on the planet we called that, so yeah we, we got that part right so uh kudos yeah. to us for at least that. Yay us. <laughs> but yeah so he mentions the cult and i guess the biggest things in the in episode five i think this is where it happens is she, this is where she makes the decision to leave school right Yes, I think yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, so. That was yeah, episode yeah. five, and that's that's really the, the the biggest plot point in this. The where the story really picks up and where the tension really picks up is in episode six when Franklin is going out to the trash and he takes it and he finds a raccoon dump their trash can over, but he finds that letter that Irene left for him when she was originally going to walk out onto the planet and before she found Jude. And that is this major tension point because, you know, he was, he was devastated. Honestly, he should have been because he realizes his, his wife was ready to end it all on the off chance that she might actually be able to survive. It turns out she would have, but nevertheless, you know, and there's not a whole lot of interaction between Irene and Franklin after that. There's some, but not nearly that much. Yeah, and I was going to bring something up because they go to the doctor's office either. Irene looks so much better. She's now able to walk. Right. She looks younger. Do we really, is it just Jude being there and that's bringing life into her? And do, do you think that's what it is? I think, I think it's just that excitement that comes with Jude being there. I think that potential for, you know, adventure and things that she has experienced and also i guess honestly now I think about it i think it has to do more with ever since they found this teleportation device or whatever it is she always associated that with 
giving her son's death meaning. And we understood that at the very end of the, of the season, because the reason they discover it is Franklin Trop chops down that tree that Michael had his swing on. And when he's trying to dig up the trunk and all that stuff, that's how he discovers it. So it's trying to tie all that back together. So having Jude come in through the teleporter, having that it kind of cements in her that there was purpose in her son's death. I think that's what really revitalizes her is, you know, it, it was starting to cement and solidify that belief that she's always had, that this was like some kind of a sign, some type of supernatural uh, intervention that yes, her son died, but there was purpose for it. So I think that's what it was. Yeah. It was amazing. Like, you realize that how much makeup Sissy Spacek was wearing in the first right. couple episodes to make her look older because she looked yeah. like 10 years younger. She really did. And when they first give us those flashbacks to Michael and his wife meeting and announcing that they were going to get married, it's like, okay, that is more than I expected with yeah. Sissy Spacek because yeah. she looked much younger. I was like, right. well, whatever de aging they used. Uh, Martin Scorsese needs to get it because, like, The Irishman was terrible compared to that. Like, J- oh, really? J.K. Yeah. Simmons l- looked young. Yeah, he did. He really did. So, like I said, this is this is the, where the the tension starts to set up, and this is where the budding bromance between Franklin <laughs> and Byron uh, was kind of set up in episode four. Really starts to pay yeah. itself off, and it's cool because you don't you, you don't see that coming at the beginning of this show that they. Byron and Franklin don't like each other. And I guess Byron doesn't necessarily doesn't like Frank. He just doesn't understand why Franklin doesn't like him. But the two of them get together. He gives Franklin gives him that camera. I guess that was in episode five. Now that I think about it. Yeah, it uh, was. Yeah. He gives him that camera to get those pictures developed. And that's when Byron buys completely in and he goes about doing whatever it takes to get the teleporter back up and running because we realize, and I guess this is also an episode five, the reason why it didn't work at the end of episode four was because that thing that we saw that teleported the the coffee table out of their home, it was, that was that thing uh, that basically powers the teleporter and Jude had removed it. And I guess I just missed that in the first four episodes. Did they yeah, show him? We saw him go in there, right? but I don't know if we saw him remove it. Well, we saw him go in there. We saw him have it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but um, I really like Byron's, like you said, storyline because you felt for him because yeah, you did. You know, his his wife was supposed to marry this superstar engineer, right? And then she got settled with him, right? And his whole his whole life since then, he's been trying to do something, you know, magnificent so right. that she will love him. But even though she still loves him. Right. But he just, he has low self-esteem and he's never gotten over that fact. Yeah, he you, feel, you feel bad for him. Yeah. He doesn't feel like he's, he's earned her love and he feel like he has to do something to, to show that he can be the same guy that she originally was with or whatever it was. Uh, but like, he's like, needs to prove to himself that he's just as worthy or just as special or just as talented as whoever that other guy was. And you know, I, I don't think it's his wife putting that on him. I think that's just him putting it on I himself. Did, I did too. Yeah, I think that's that like low self-esteem, right. self-loathing. 
coming from him. But, you know, Adam Bartley, really good performance by him. Yeah, it was a really good performance by him. Just like I said, I I enjoyed watching him go. I enjoyed watching the interaction between him and Franklin. Uh, because like I said, we don't get a ton of interaction between Franklin and Irene throughout these last yeah. four episodes and just the different paths that they all take, uh, because we end up having Irene, Jude and Denise go on this road trip to Michigan. Uh, while they're doing that, you got Franklin and Byron having this, you know, they're trying to repower the, the teleporter. They're, they're, finishing up these spacesuits. Uh, so th- there's a lot going on. Plus you have Stella and Tony uh, who are trying to track down, who are trying to track down Jude in the same, at the same time. So there's a lot going on. And then they yeah. introduce Hannah. But one of the things that I like is they do wrap up a lot of these storylines before they introduce what's going to lead into season two, at least for the most part, I thought they did. I thought they did too. And I thought uh, six and seven uh, moved extremely fast. Yeah, they did. Because like you said, we had all these storylines, but it was a lot going on. So you, it kept you interested. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they moved fast. And then you almost had a lot of it wrapped up before eight even started. Yeah, you really did. Uh, I mean, because one of the things that we had talked about was what's Byron's role going to be in this. We felt like it was going to be a bigger, a, a bigger role than what we saw in the first four episodes. And obviously he does. He's the one who gets the teleporter back to working. He's the one who really pushes Franklin to get those suits out. And he's the one who steps out on that planet. And th- th- let's go ahead and talk about that a little bit. I wasn't yeah. really sure what was going on when he stepped out. It, you, they make you kind of want to believe that he's losing his mind as he's right, out there. Right. Because they talk about a piece of furniture. And you're like From the angle that they show, you don't see a piece of furniture. You're like, okay, yeah. this is not good. He's he's kind of losing his mind here. And then he wanders off as he never comes back. And you're... <laughs> Did you think he was there? I, I thought that there's something else going on here. I don't. I didn't think he was dead. What'd you think? I didn't think he was dead, but I I thought maybe the cold had gotten him or something. Yeah. I, I thought um, I thought something I thought something had happened to him. Uh, right. And I have a feeling if there is a season two, he's going to be a huge part. Oh yeah. Because because most likely what happens to him is he goes to that city and gets you know taken by the cold. Is what yeah. I'm thinking is going to happen. Yeah, I think that. That seems pretty obvious. I'll be interested to see if that's because it's a, a a captive or if it becomes yeah. like he integrates himself into their into their culture. <laughs> Maybe he ends up being the leader. Maybe <laughs> so. Uh, but that's his way of becoming special. Is I lead this interplanetary cult. So I don't know. Uh, but is that an interplanetary? Is it? Do we think it's just a regular city, and somehow it looks like it's that? That's what I'm confused about. I don't know how they're going to do that. Uh, I think, okay, repeat your question again real quick. So, uh, are, are we sure that's an interplanetary or is that on Earth? I'm assuming that's Karul, where yeah. uh, Caleb, Tony's father, is. So are we sure that's outer space or is that actually on Earth? Because they can breathe on it. Is it some kind of weird looking planet? I don't, I, th- I think it is. I mean, th- they talk about it being another planet throughout the course of the show uh, quite a bit. They, they talk about that quite a bit. So, um, you know, I don't, 
I think it's going to be their plan. I think it's, I think that based off of the sky and the way that you look at the, like there's this big, large moon or other planet that you see in the foreground. I, I, so I really do think it is going to be on another planet. Well, which is- I also ask that because Jude acted like one, they asked him again at the end, he's like, oh, there's nothing special about it. And he makes it sound like it's just a normal place. Well, I think the reason there's a wasteland, I think is what he called it. Yeah, I think the reason he's doing that, though, has everything to do with the fact that he doesn't want them going to it. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, that, that would be my guess. Uh, I think that's what he's that he's trying to do. He's trying to keep them from exploring because he doesn't want them to come either become a part of it or get captured by them. So I think that is I think yeah. that's a lot of what's going on there. At least that's my personal opinion. So. All right. Uh, so. So we get that scene with Byron. Obviously, that's a big deal. Let's talk. We haven't really talked too much about the scene where they went to Michigan and we meet we meet Hannah. And uh, I, I don't think we ever learned the name of the other person that was in that room uh, no. listening. But she tells us about Gabriel or, or just Gabe, as, as she calls him, uh, who is who is Jude's father. I really didn't really know what to make of of Jude's reaction. He seems to be. Okay, he seems to be happy that he learned more about his father, but he doesn't yeah. really seem to. I don't know. That was a weird the way he reacted to it. I just didn't quite figure out what they were trying to do there. Yeah, it, it is. I, I think you know you had to you had to could tell that you could tell, and he had to be able to tell that Hannah was holding back something. Oh yeah, I would think he he, he could tell yeah. that. Yeah, but also she was the one who kind of hinted where he was and said, you know, he used to live leave hints in his books. Right. So she was telling him where he is, where he was or where he had been. So, I mean, obviously she knew a lot more about when he left, where he was. I mean, there's no telling what the real story is, but yeah, right. he did act. It, it's hard to tell with Jude. Yeah, it really is. It's hard to tell exactly what he's thinking. When he's... That's uh, he's an interesting character because he doesn't show a lot of emotion or, or response. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of, I guess, goes into the idea that, you know, he's, he, he's seems to be learning just, what it's like to be on earth i mean that's the that's where i guess they kind of start paying some of this stuff off is he he hasn't been living on this planet that's the reason he doesn't know how to drive that's the reason he doesn't know what right. beer is that's yeah. the reason he doesn't know about any of this stuff is because he does this cult when they reveal that it's the the city and on this planet that he's unaware of all this stuff because they they don't do all that there i mean at least we assume they don't based off of what we've yeah. seen so far so like I said, it's it, a lot of that stuff starts to make sense and it starts to kind of click in when you get to the end of this and you, and you see that big reveal of what was the name of that city again? I can't remember. I think it's Carul. Uh, it's C A R E U L. Yeah, because when he, when Cornelius first pronounced it, I thought he said, I thought he was saying Cairo. I, I thought, thought he we're, was too. So I thought, okay, so we're going to go to Egypt. That's where we're going. Yeah. No, that's this is the place that he was discussing yeah. when, when he mentioned it. So, uh, just like I said, just a uh, lot of stuff going on. Let's do, we haven't really talked about Cornelius. So, Cornelius, when did he show back up? Was it episode seven? I think, yeah, I think he shows up in seven. All right. So, episode seven, he shows up and he kind of takes over Stella and Tony's operation. When well, that was because Tony called Nick right. and Nick calls Cornelius. And, you know, that probably obviously becomes something that Tony would regret, but nevertheless, it is yeah. what it is. Uh, so, he, he tracks them down, he finds them in Illinois. 
and he joins and he takes over the operation to recover Jude, but it becomes an even bigger mission for him once he sees these dead birds. And dead birds are always a sign in any movie or television <laughs> yeah, show yeah. that something big has happened. We're going to kill birds. Uh, obviously, they're not real birds, but, uh, you know, dead birds are always a sign that something big is there. And so uh, apparently this, this teleportation device kills birds. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, so he sees these dead birds that tells him there's a teleportation device somewhere close by. And that's when he changes plans. He sends Stella off to go find, to go find Jude. And well, we see Jude drive off. Yeah. Jude drives off. And that's when he sends Stella to go find him. And he and Tony are going to go about get, securing the, the, the teleport teleporter room. Now, there's really this is where i start to get a little bit like okay i'm not really sure how believable this part of the story is so franklin and irene have been going to this teleport for 20 years and yeah. it didn't seem like once they actually got out onto the planet after they get left their their that room it didn't seem like they wandered too far before they got to the city. So I know. Yeah, yeah. You mean to tell me they, that nobody from that city knew this place was there? I'm like, that, that's right. Probably... And, and, and they had, they had caught, they had done it 890 times. Wasn't exactly. That the... Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was kind of odd too. Cause like you said, it wasn't that far off. Yeah. So that's where, cause I mean, in Cornelius talk about like, it's, it's the first time they've discovered a new one in, in, ages i mean this is, he was so excited about to be able to find this one that was lost I'm like it wasn't that far from where you were how, how, how yeah. are y'all not aware of where this is so right. that, that's probably the least believable part of this for me but it's a small thing it's a, it's a little bit of a nitpick it's a small thing but nevertheless it still is there that you know just like eh, it's probably not the best storytelling element that that you guys are working here uh but nevertheless you know it that's kind of the scene that it's all building up towards is this big climatic climactic moment where tony and and cornelius have they've they've kidnapped the family they got them tied up while cornelius tries to go and find the, the teleport room uh and it's just a matter of is tony and stella going to turn on cornelius and they eventually do and i kind of was like all right are they going to actually have and look look kate uh, jk simmons is a tough dude don't get me wrong yeah but oh, yeah. he's he's not tough enough to take down a guy who's probably you know 30 40 years younger than him yeah, uh, yeah so i'm glad that they eventually had it become more of a team effort than anything else to get get him right. take, take him down but uh like i said really good stuff between all these actors at this point because there's a lot going on in, the, in that scene there yeah a lot going on and this was also another great scene for tony yeah because like she did not want to be involved in this no she didn't i mean she kind of had a thrust upon her and it's like one of those things where she wanted to become more interested and she wanted to kind of be more involved but once she saw that cornelius ends up killing chandra the lady yeah. who who stole uh tony's uh, not tony uh jude's jude's black the key i guess is what they, he called it yeah uh, and he and she had stolen about everything from lot. the town <laughs> yeah. uh so once we find that once we see cornelius once tony sees cornelius kill her she realized oh okay i really don't want to be really involved in all this yeah and this this brings another nitpick why did they, after they killed her they start that huge fire to burn up her body like aren't you giving yourself away yeah you kind of are i mean like it, why would you throw the body into that water well i mean it was the, like a river or something well i mean we saw that i, I guess it was in episode six where 
Tony, uh, not Tony, Stella and some other person like dumped a body in that car off the side of that, uh, into that lake. <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah, why, yeah. why are we doing that here too? So, uh, yeah, uh, I whatever. Was, I, thought, I was like, there's like a huge fire. I'm like, someone's going to see this. Yeah, you would think so. But I guess, you know, it, it, it's a bit of a nitpick, but you're right. I mean, you would yeah. think that would be, you're, you're trying not to, to draw attention to yourself. And that seemed to be a, a, a way to draw attention to yourself. So, yeah. Uh, but regardless, uh, like I said, I thought it was, I thought they do a really good job of setting this, everything that's leading to this moment. Like I said, they were doing a really good job of closing stuff off. So we, they close off, you know, exactly. We, we find out, you know, who it is that Stella is working for. So we get that. We yeah. find out uh, the relation. We find out exactly kind of what leads to Michael's, Michael's suicide. Uh, we yeah, see, we did it. Uh, and we find out, like, I thought it was a one of the best scenes was between Darlene and Irene. Oh, yeah. Where they, you know, yeah, where Darlene is saying, you just, you know, you don't like me. Right. And that was kind of really where we found out about Denise, suicide. Denise, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Denise, not Darlene. Yeah, Denise and, and Irene. And uh, that that was a powerful scene. It really that, was. That was. And, you know, when she mentions, you know, you know, because I never really got that feeling that it wasn't that Irene didn't, I didn't really get the feeling that Irene didn't like Denise. I, I never really truly got that feeling, but when Denise confronts her about it, you know, Irene he tells her, you know, I don't feel like I deserve your love because my run responsibility as a mother is to protect my ch- my son and my son ended up killing himself. So she doesn't feel like she feels like she just completely let her granddaughter down. So that's just a really, really good stuff there. And I guess episode seven between between those two, uh, just yeah. really good stuff. Uh, and they bring up the kind of the thing that they hadn't really talked about: the fact that she is a a a, a child from a uh, a, a white black, race. yeah mixed yeah. race mixed race parents. Uh, you know, so because not all older people would be real approving of that, but no, uh, no. but they they make it clear that that's not the issue. It's the issue that her father killed her killed himself, and she felt like that was her fault. Uh, so like I said, they're doing a really good job. I thought, like I said, really closing stuff up, but they're also opening up what could lead to a season two. So we've got the, the, what, what the new, what was it called? The fallen world. Uh, so we got the Hannah. fallen world. Yeah. So I, when I first heard that, I didn't really, I thought that was just her referring to like people who had left, I didn't think it was like a, an organized thing, but when I was reading some some like other reviews there seems to be this idea that this is like an organized uh set of people these people who have abandoned the who are considered apostates excuse me uh, who are considered apostates by the cult these like there's like this organized faction that call themselves the fallen world that that's how i took it as well when I yeah was watching. i just didn't take it when, when i first saw that but when it made sense when i went back and started reading it i was like okay well yeah that kind of does make sense that's what they call themselves uh so like i said i'll be interested to see just how deep that goes uh yeah yeah me too because uh, one of the first being attacked obviously i assumed that they were going after it was the the cult going after cornelius but it wasn't it was hannah and her followers and i'll just be interested to see what they what they do with if they treat Tony and Stella differently because she says I was a guardian, uh, you know, are they going to take her, take them captive as just like they were going to Cornelius? I don't think they are, but I could be wrong, but they put the hoods on them. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love a scene like this when you have a big reveal and someone's been 
holding the cards back and then hannah you know comes out with oh hello cornelius exactly <laughs> and then oh stella how are you yeah, <laughs> exactly that, that she does everything yeah you she know, does that was, that was great i just i will say this it kind of makes me wonder you know what's going to happen to uh sonia walger's character in for all mankind because it appears she's going to have a pretty big role in a season two of this assuming that it gets one i think it will yeah you know if she has a big role in this in season two because she have a really big role in season four for all mankind well know? i think I, I used to be no but now man you can do all kinds of shows yeah, that's at the true. same time yeah, that's like, joel kinnaman is is in several shows so. yeah that's true yeah you make a good point there so uh but yeah i'll be interested to see what she can bring to the table in season two and just what you know is this fallen world going to be uh, a, a good organization they're going to be an evil organization you know what what kind of a role they are going to play assuming that we get a season two like i said i think we will but i'll be interested in what they do with uh that particular that particular storyline as it opens up i'll obviously the storyline though that you really want to find out you want to find out what happened to byron um yeah you know, that's the big storyline for season two along with you know what happens when franklin and irene go down to the city and i'm assuming that they are i mean when that yeah. we end with them looking down on that city and just an absolutely gorgeous shot uh, obviously yeah, it also, really was obviously all cgi or you know yeah, yeah but nevertheless it was pretty good at least i thought it was uh you know what's going to happen to them when they get down there uh what's gonna are they going to be able to you know like i said those are the questions that we have but for the most part they wrapped up they wrapped everything up i thought it was you know, I was really interested in, and normally I'm not interested in like, like uh, flashback scenes, but to get the flashback scenes that we got of Franklin and Irene and dealing with uh, Michael, uh, especially those, like when we first see Franklin getting ready to chop down that tree, it's like, oh, that's a really cold thing to do, uh, mm-hmm. to, to chop down that tree, but it ends up leading to the discovery of, of the teleporter. So like I said, it all ends up working together and it all ends up paying off. And that's why I thought this show this first season it paid off what it needed to pay off in the first season while opening up the doors for a second season that we need to have so that to keep us interested and hopefully we get that second season yeah and i was gonna say you know we didn't fully get jude's answer but no uh, we didn't where's but we got we got a good indication i gotta say bangkok looks more a little more space age than it does in other uh, movies <laughs> and TV shows. Yeah. so but uh that was interesting too that you know he ends up there yeah um, so and that with denise being here that brings an, another adage to the to that storyline that'll that'll be interesting to follow in season two yeah like i said i'll be interested if they actually do find him because that's that's kind of like the moving MacGuffin throughout the course of the season. Yeah. He's constantly looking for his father. And every time he has a lead on his father, it leads to something else, it leads to another lead, to another lead. So uh, I'll be interested if they actually do find him in Bangkok this time around, uh, because, you know, those were, it's like he said, he gave him what appears to be an address and those weird symbols yeah. that appear on that key. And, and I also liked uh, Jude, Jude's final scene with Irene, because they really liked each other and they yeah. had a lot of, mm-hmm chemistry and felt uh, they had a real connection when he said he tells her goodbye and says i remember thinking to myself you've been a good mother and that right. was like exactly what she needed to hear at that moment. right so mm-hmm. that was that was a nice scene yeah it really was it was it was a good scene between between those two and you know that's the one thing we haven't really 
they haven't talked about they haven't talked about Jude's mother. They talked a lot about his father. They haven't really yeah, talked about sure his mother. Yeah. So I'll yeah. maybe there's something more to that than and we'll find out what that is. And so I, I, do take, have, I have one more uh topic on this before we get to the awards. Okay. My thing is why did they release this the week after Outer Range? Okay, and I was going to talk about this as well. So I'm glad you brought it up because this is it's there's a lot of similarities between these two shows. similarities. Uh, you've got you know older actor and actress who are kind of the stars of the show. Uh, you've got this weird device thing, which you know you can kind of sub out the 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 yeah. void for the teleporter. Uh, you've got a cult. Uh, yeah. So you've got a lot of. I mean, obviously there are differences. You don't have this murder that's kind of. Well, there's there's a lot of red hair, a lot of red herrings in both yeah, of them. But there you, are. You, you fully don't know what's going on the whole time. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, like why why would you wait like a month or two before right. you? Because really, I'll be honest, I think I liked Outer Range more. But I think it was because it was released before. If I had to watch this first, I may have liked this. Movie. Right. I will say this. Here's what I, here's what I thought of because I was going to talk about this before we got to our awards. And I'm glad you brought it up. I thought Outer Range is a more entertaining show uh, in terms of just entertainment value. I think Night Sky though is a better executed show. Uh, in I terms, could, yeah. Okay. I can be, do that. Yeah. Because I think there seems to be like Outer Range. It just left so much open for a season yeah. two which is yeah. look you want to have stuff there but they didn't close i mean they, we got two big reveals at the end of outer range for the first season but there's still just a ton of threads that are out there in Outer yeah. range and this one i thought they did a really good job of closing what needed to be closed while opening up what they needed uh, look uh, the one like, like i said if you listen to our outer range podcast you know my big issue with that show was i thought that at the very end of it we just didn't have we didn't know enough about the void there's too much in there's too much inconsistency at least for what they've given us so far with the void this teleporter has a lot of established rules i mean they tell us you know if you put that key on there you can take it you can put in your destination but it resets back to to the planet after it's been used for that destination that you've typed in uh you know they give us they give us set defined rules for this so we understand once we get to the end of this first season, how that teleporter works. Uh, and I think that's yeah. a big thing. Yeah. And you're right about that. And I was going to say, I thought both had a really strong cast, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm, I'm sorry. I thought Lewis Pullman, Tom Pelfrey right. and Emma Jean Poots is stronger than Jude Denise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 or whoever Stella. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's, had this show come out first, and these people are fantastic. Yeah, they are. Had this show come out, like I still understand releasing them back to back. That, yeah. that close it makes zero sense. Yeah, I don't get it either, but nevertheless, I guess they had a reason for it. I guess because my, I guess they knew boys, the boys was going to come out in in June, and there was a time window that they needed to get it in. So that would be my my guess for the reason they did the, uh, when they did because. <laughs> Like I said at the beginning when we did this, our the first episode on the show last week, I don't think this is a show that you could release week to week because I don't know that people would come back to it. Maybe those last yeah. four episodes they might, but I don't think that would have happened had they and done. And this but, was a good binge too because I watched yeah. I watched we watched the last three in the same night and it was just great. I I had to like uh, I can't remember I, I may have watched it after we taped one night and then like uh like I watched one the episode five. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but like, you know, the, like the next site we watched six, seven, eight, and right. it, was, it was great. Like it's, I, this would be a fun show if you hadn't watched it. You could watch it over a weekend easy. Yeah, you definitely could. So, and uh, like I said, uh, for the most part, I kind of did that. <laughs> I mean, I watched yeah, four yeah. episodes on a Saturday and then watched the final four on a Wednesday. So, it, you definitely could have done that. So, all right, I guess we can go move on to our awards now. So, uh, yeah, yeah. let's start with our awards. So, if you are new to the show, if you haven't listened to us before, we give out six awards for the season whenever we complete a season of a television show. Uh, based on the six characters of friends so there is the rachel the uh the chandler the joey the uh the ross the phoebe and the monica well we will start with the rachel which is the star of the show the person who was uh who shone, who was who shined the most throughout the course of the season so who's your rachel for this show so i did the co on this one i did jk simmons and sissy spacex especially sissy in this last four yeah i thought fantastic yeah i kind of did the same thing uh i think jk simmons carried the first four episodes and i think sissy spacek carried yeah. the last four so i i agree with you and they they were fantastic together what a great couple yeah whoever casted those two together you know keep that keep them going as couples <laughs> if this show doesn't get a season two put them in a movie together they were, yeah. were really good together yeah i agree with you that's that's the route, route i went i put those two together as as your rachel because they are the stars of the show and these are the ones who shine the most throughout the course of yeah. the season and look the rest of this cast is really good we talked about them but it does not compare to the performances that those two are given there is a well, the, well they're two academy award winners yeah they are so i mean it would make sense that they would be you know the, the top dogs in this show all right the joey the person who isn't necessarily the best person the best uh the best actor, the best performance. It's just somebody that you enjoyed uh, throughout the course of the season. Who did you give your Joey to? Uh, this I went with Tony uh, Rocio Hernandez. I, I okay. really liked her. I thought she was really good, in the, especially in the last few episodes. Yeah, I thought she was really good too. Uh, I ended up going with uh, Stella, Julieta Zilberberg. I, I liked what she was doing on screen. She was I, good too. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense that we're going with those two actors for this particular role, uh, for this particular award because they, they interact so much. But I went with her just because I thought she she was the one who I think had the most the most complicated role trying to be because she's not a bad person, but she's doing a lot of bad things throughout the course of the season because it's, you know, she feels like she has to, just doesn't have a choice. So I ended up going with her as um, my Joey. You know, that's a good point too. And she had to keep secrets from Tony. Yeah. She 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 knew everything. Mm -hmm. That's right. So, I mean, it's just good good stuff from both of them throughout the course of uh, this season. So, all right. The Chandler, the person who made you laugh the most, who was your Chandler? I went with uh, Adam Bartley yeah. as Byron here. <laughs> yeah, he, he was great. Like I said, yeah. I, I didn't know what to make of his character throughout the first half, but in the second half, it, they they pay off a lot of that just kind of, you know, you know, the annoying, just kind of grates on your nerves type character that they were building up. They they pay that off throughout the course of the second half of the season. Uh, before we don't we don't see him in, in, at all in episode eight, but the, those those last three episodes, he is really really good. Well, and also, like, there wasn't a ton of laughs. No, there wasn't. But they, the ones that were there were involving him and J.K. Simmons together. Yes, they were. So I think he's the obvious choice for our Chandler. All right, next is the Phoebe, the person who is the oddball, the person that's the hardest to figure out that maybe has some weird things going on. Who is your Phoebe? So uh, this is where I went with Jude Shea Hansen. 
Yeah, I, I think he's definitely the the fee because throughout throughout the course of most of the season, you don't understand what's going on with him at all. Right. I mean, it kind of and it kind of encapsulates or best uh, is shown in that weird karaoke he does uh, yes. in in episode four. Uh, but yeah, he's he's kind of the weird oddball of of the cast. And, well, look, and, and, but, I was gonna say you're also not a hundred percent. He's not the uh, not a villain until right. really about episode seven. Right. You, you really don't ever know. I mean, you, you don't know exactly yeah. what he's going to do. I, like I, said, I didn't think he was a bad guy in in the first half. And uh, so I wasn't really sure what they were going to do with this character. And that makes sense. What That's the reason why he ends up being the Phoebe. So. All right. Uh, next is the Monica. The Monica isn't, it's not somebody that's the star. It's not somebody that you hate. It's just somebody who has an important role. So who is your Monica? This is where I went with uh, Denise uh, Kia McKiernan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I went with her too. So, well, why'd you go yeah. with her? Uh, just because, you know, a lot of the storyline involved her. Right. And she was just such, such a big part, especially the one of Franklin and Irene's story. And then she became a big part with Jude. You could tell yeah. that there mm-hmm. was a, a uh, romance blooming, between, yeah. even though they claim it's not, but you can right. tell there's something there. <laughs> yeah, you, you can kind of feel that's where that's where they're headed to. All right, uh, last is the Ross, the character you like the least. It could be because it's just a bad performance and a bad character, or it could just because the character is you're supposed to hate them. So who is your Ross? I went with two people here. I went with Nick, who is Stephen Lewis Grush, mm-hmm. and Cornelius, who is Peter... Adam Zick. Adam Zick. I went, I went with those two because I hated both their characters. Yeah, I think that's. I, I had only gone with uh, Cornelius, but I, I'll throw Nick in there as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, you know, they were easy to hate, but it's because it's like I said, it's because they're, you're supposed to not like them. They're 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 jerks. They're awful people, and so you're not supposed to like them. So uh, definitely the way to go for your your Ross on on this show. All right, so all that leaves us with is our final rating for Night Sky. So at the top of our rating system is Game of Thrones. If you are among the best shows we've ever seen, we're giving you a Game of Thrones. If you are good but not necessarily the best, we give you a Lost. If it is a middle-of-the-road kind of show for us, we give it a Friends. Uh, Just Beneath Friends is Full House. And at the bottom of our rating system is Baywatch. That's at the bottom of the barrel. So what is your rating final rating for the first season of night sky well it feels appropriate because sonia welger or welger joins this cast so i'm giving it a loss <laughs> that actually makes a lot of sense yeah i'm going with losses too but go ahead and give us tell me why well, I, with losses. you know I, we mentioned i think i think if this had come out i don't know if it would have been game of thrones i think it would have helped had it come out before outer range Mm-hmm. But also, you know, the first couple episodes, as we mentioned, were really, were kind of slow, were really mm-hmm. slow. And I think that kind of hurt it overall, maybe yeah. a little bit. But the end was fantastic. And like you mentioned, they wrapped up a lot of storylines, but led into season two. So I really like the show. And we better get a season two of this and Outer Rage Amazon. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, this, this, was, this was a good show. It's not the greatest show I've ever seen, but I want more of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I had given it a, a friends just because I wasn't sure where they were going with it. Uh, but after watching the whole thing, I think it is very much a solid lost. It is a really good show. It's not the best show I've ever seen. It's not the greatest show I've ever seen, but it's a really good show. I was entertained throughout most of it. Uh, 
but and it's like I said, I thought out of range was a more entertaining show, but I thought in terms of just if you want to tell like a a filmmaker or a TV showrunner, you know, how do you what are you gonna do to make a make a show make it successful? I think you could use this as a really good blueprint just because I thought yeah. they did what you need to do. You you give a storyline, you especially in a show like this that is very much mystery oriented and all that type of stuff you give that storyline you you open up those mysteries you close certain ones off but you open up enough new ones that way people are still interested in the second one so like i said it's a very well executed show uh it's just it, there are times that it's slow there are times when it's a little bit difficult to watch just because of that pacing issue but for the most yeah. part overall though it is entertaining and i enjoyed it so it, it is a lost all right, so uh, the second show of the week that we do, we always give out things that we are looking forward to. What's you looking forward to? So uh, it feels appropriate because it's Tom Cruise weekend, yes. uh, which we're both going to see Top Gun this weekend, and we're going to do a show about it. That's right. Can't wait. But uh, the new Mission Impossible movie dropped. The trailer dropped. Yeah, this I never. Week, and I didn't it watch it. Freaking awesome! I love Mission Impossible movies. I love me too, those. man. And and they when they came back, I guess that was in the fifth one, and added Jeremy Renner. Mm. Ghost Pro Protocol was that right. one. Man, they just took a different level. Yeah, they updated to more born the Jason Bourne style right. action, and of course, Tom Cruise is like, "Oh, Matt Damon thinks he can do this well. <laughs> I'll show him." Yeah, and he has. Yeah, this, uh, the first like three or four were very mediocre. <laughs> and yeah. well, the first one was incredible. Yeah, the first one was really good. Then the and second, then the, third was like, oh. second was was okay. Third one, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was awesome as the bad guy. Right, but that was about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the fourth one is okay. And then, like you said, the fifth one. Who would have thought that they would take it to another level? But like I said, they adapted to the Bourne, Jason right. Bourne style, and then they kind of added some more you know like john wick style in the last couple the fighting yeah, stuff did. so mm -hmm. you know tom cruise is like oh okay i'm just gonna steal this and i'm gonna right. take that <laughs> and i'm gonna make the most epic action se series and if you watch this it makes it look like this is part one so is this the end of ethan hunt we will see yeah I, eventually this his story has to come to an end you would think well, it so. was supposed to be him turning it over to uh jeremy renner but that didn't happen i guess tom decided no i'm not done yet so. yeah that that may be what it is i, yeah. I mean it's it's the best thing that he has going that for oh, yeah. repeatedly so I, yeah. I can imagine he doesn't really want to just give it up just quite yet so uh recommendations are things i'm looking forward to look i talked in our last episode there's a ton of stuff that's coming out that star wars related that all looks really really good uh just more specifically though uh, we've got uh, uh, some things coming up on on Apple TV Plus. You got For All Mankind yeah. coming up. Uh, we've got uh, The Boys coming up. We've got uh, let's see. There's movies that are getting ready to come out. I want to see Jurassic Park Dominion. Uh, yeah. Even though I still have yet to see the second one, I need to go back and find it and watch it. Uh, there's a, some other movies coming out. I, I'm interested to see what they do with Lightyear uh, for on in Pixar because that's. It's it's ba that's basically the movie that shows and that makes Andy fall in love with Buzz Lightyear. Supposedly, that's kind of the, the mythos that it, it it plays in. So I'll kind of interesting what they do with it. And Chris Evans voicing the character of Buzz Lightyear. Uh, let's see, there's some other stuff I can't think of, but there's quite a bit coming out. Look, yeah. summer used to be when everything kind of died, and then you you could there was a bunch TV. of movies. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. 
nowadays, I mean, you basically, it used to be summer was when TV shows ended and everybody went to the movies because that's when the summer blockbusters. But and there, were, and there were multiple releases a weekend. Now it's yeah. like one every couple of weeks. There's nothing. Yeah, they're kind of spacing them out. Yeah, I was a little surprised that they put Bob's Burgers out when this weekend when yeah, it was coming yeah. out with, uh, against Top Gun. I was like, okay, that's kind of seems like a bad spot for that because uh, I've never seen Bob's Burgers, but my understanding is it has a pretty big following. So yeah, same. Uh, I know it has a really big following, and some might call it cult following. They, they might call it a cult. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, there's just a ton of stuff. Look, just go search the internet for like upcoming shows or movies, and you'll find just a ton of stuff that I'm that would fall into my category of yeah. things i'm looking forward to and look i'm looking forward to some of the things i still haven't seen i started catching up on halo uh it's it's not great but it, it's good i'm enjoying it it's, but there's it, you know, there's a lot of problems with it i got i gotta watch uh flight attendant season two i watched all of it except for the one that came out this past Thursday. Haven't okay seen it yet so uh we eventually plan to cover that as well yeah so, uh we'll, we'll get to that eventually uh i guess we do speaking of things that we're going to cover we need to talk about what we're going to cover next oh, week yeah so, uh, next week, we are going to cover uh, the next episode of Obi-Wan, so we'll be covering episode three of it, and we will be breaking into to, uh, Stranger Things 4. Uh, this, the fourth season has released. Uh, I have not watched Have you watched any of it yet? I, I haven't watched any. I, watched I will any say yet. I saw some clips. And the kids' hairs looks their hair looks terrible. So I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned. A little uh, concerned. Yeah, like I said, I think that's probably that's probably going to be the thing that's going to end up holding this back a little bit. Is just the fact that making these trying to making these kids look like kids are because they're not yeah. kids anymore. They're no, adults. they're adults. Yeah. So uh, we also have. Uh, are we going to cover the last four of hacks as well? Uh, let's push that off until the next week because that's okay because we got um, stranger things i think we'll probably need to do based off the timing of it i think when you do the first four episodes of stranger things and then do the final three the yeah, next that week good. because that third episode is two and a half hours long. i'm sorry that seventh episode is two and a half hours long so uh that's like a whole movie in and of itself so uh like i said let's so let's do the uh, let's point it out this way so next week we will do uh the third episode of obi-wan and we'll do the first th four episodes of stranger things and then the following week uh we'll, we'll just get back to you because i'll be going on vacation that week so uh we'll figure out what we're going to do at some point so uh but uh anything else you got until next time no i just want to thank everybody for joining us and we'll talk to you next time i will agree with that same sentiment and as always until next time may all of your entertainment dreams come true